On this episode of the Singlehood Chronicles, I ask a difficult question. If you're dating someone and really, really like this person, and then they told you they had an incurable disease or an STD that would never go away, and you could potentially get it if you're not careful, would you continue to date that person? Again, perfect person for you. Would you do it? But we discuss it, and we get uh, pretty in-depth with it. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Hey! So the first question, I, I, I know I had two other ones that popped up in my brain. I hope they jump back in at some point in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> but the one that came up, uh, this actually came up a number of years ago. And I was reminded of it somewhat recently. But if you're dating somebody and they tell you they like have an illness, like a, a bad illness, like I'm going to die within the next 10 years or five years, whatever it is, or I have an, an STD or something that you can get, do you stay with that person if they're like the perfect person? And everything's great, but there's that chance you can get it or that you just know they're not going to be around in 10 years. Do you continue with that or not? Oh, some people would. I'm an asshole. No, I'm not going to. (laughs) Uh, You want a wife and a mother? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, oh, if you were with them and then they've got a diagnosis but you're already in love or like whatever else. Maybe you don't leave them, mm-hmm. but like if they have an STD or some kind of thing. Are you going to pass that on? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have a cesarean. You're going to have to do all these kinds of things. Plus you have to get them pregnant, which then puts you at risk mm-hmm. for catching something. And if it's not that, are they well enough to be able to carry a child? And then you will be a single father not just a single dad like they get to see their mom every other weekend but like a widow Mm -hmm. and then all that stuff like you're you know their mom died and they're eight what if let's say it was some sort of like std type thing but it didn't do anything it's just you get it and you, you know you got it it doesn't have a whole lot of symptoms to it, and the chances are really low. Like HPV. I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough about them. It's thankfully like, I don't know. Enough <laughs> about them. Oh, with my uh, whatever medical <laughs> thing here. So like, there's you see all the commercials where they tell you like kids need to get this mm-hmm. shot to prevent them from certain types of can cause cancer yeah. later in life like cervical cancer this and that other kind of thing and it's this HPV mm-hmm. which it's a form of like genital warts but it's inside it can sometimes can cause cancer sometimes not they say like tons of people have it they never know mm-hmm. but it can cause cancer mm-hmm. like a serious internal cancer even in boys you know but every other S ti and std like there are side effects like there isn't one that doesn't have a there the reason i'm kind of narrowing in on that is the 
there was somebody that I dated for a while that had brought something up similar to that. I don't want to get like specific, mm-hmm. <laughs> but because uh, we were dating for a while and we never did anything, and then she, but we were like good to go, like everything was great yeah. in that department. And then she finally was like, okay, so blah blah blah, like she had been cheated on, and she found out she was cheated on because uh, she had a checkup, and hey, you have this disease now and uh she's like it doesn't really do anything uh and i i i don't remember what kind of symptoms it was but it was like almost nothing and she's like the chance of giving it to somebody else is like less than 10 percent, or something like something really low i would have checked on that because the only kind of like s stds or stis that you have forever I mean, because almost all of them are curable, mm. except for like herpes and this this HPV. So it might have been that I I didn't ask too many questions. I know that was tough to say that. I respect people that bring that up. That's got to be tough as hell to. Bring and so, up if in a you're over a certain age, like now, not as common, I guess. But if you're over a certain age, like thirty or something, like one in four people have herpes mm. because you could have it for two years before you know that you have it and it's 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 a form of like the cold sores it's the same family as chicken pox like once you have it you have it and there's medicine people can take so that they don't have like an outbreak you know Mm -hmm. and they say i'm not totally sure (laughs) that if someone isn't having an active outbreak then they can't pass it on to someone else. But, I mean, I don't... You would have to... Someone would have to be really in tune with themselves to know that they were... They could feel one coming on and how to, like, stave that off. And there's, like, vitamins people can take and, like, other kinds of stuff. But Mm -hmm. that is one of the things that you can pass to a baby while they're getting born... And if you've ever seen awful pictures of like kids with herpes on their face, babies, I mean, it's like terrible because it can get in your eyes. And I mean, I I don't know, but you could live your whole life with her. I mean, people do. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like uh, nowadays with HIV and AIDS, as far as I know, from what I understand that there's so many, no cure, but there's so many things that you can take that you can't. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to, you can't pass it on, and it doesn't really affect you. From what I, I know, like uh, was it Charlie Sheen? Uh, oh, yes, when he Tiger came Blood. That, yeah, <laughs> he had mentioned that. If you're rich enough, I'm sure you can yeah, live that, a really long <laughs> life. Um, Magic Johnson, he's been around forever, and no signs of anything. Again, if you're rich enough, like <laughs> we have all those things, um, they do. There is like prep people can take. You know, preventative medication so that if you feel like you're having risky behavior you won't contract it from someone mm. that has it but it's an autoimmune disease I mean like eventually it's gonna cause you things mm-hmm. I mean you can live a really really long life but then if you're 70 and something happens and you need like a kidney transplant you're not getting one uh. you, you know what I mean they're not gonna give you one yeah if you get pneumonia when you're 65 or something, like then you might die when somebody else might live. Mm-hmm. 
but so is that a deal breaker then best case scenario yeah well I mean (laughs) you know I assume that things are not going to last forever Mm -hmm. so am I going to put myself in a position where then I'm alone and I have a disease Mm -hmm. and then I have to be that person or if they're like dying dying like I'm sorry you want me to get invested in you emotionally and then you're I'm gonna what take care of you when you're sick and like all this other kind I mean like I just can't yeah and I know it sounds like a real asshole thing but there's no just no Mm -hmm. I mean and I have kids I don't want them having to Think about someone else that's dying. And you want to have kids, so you don't want to, you know. I'm sure all of our millions of listeners are going to be like, how dare you? You know. (laughs) There could be a cure. Well, then good on them. uh, With that, uh, I date someone that that came up too, where uh, she was a widow and she had to both be the person that brings in the income while he was sick and he was sick for a while and raised the child and so when we discussed having kids she's like she went back and forth and at the the end of it she's like i can't put myself in position to do that again Mm -hmm. like if you got sick or died or whatever it may be then i go through all of this again for another 20 years mm-hmm. and it's like i i just can't do it and i totally get that uh yeah and it, that's got to be incredibly difficult to deal, deal with i don't know where i don't know what i would do I, I mean you would do it because you would have to i mean someone oh could, yeah but like get hit by a bus or like anything mm-hmm. could happen but as far as like knowing that there's mm-hmm. going to be an issue if you go into a relationship that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, it was something that came up a number of years ago that like, I, I went back and forth. I'm like, do I keep going? And essentially, just we never got to that point. Other things yeah. came into play, so I didn't have to make the decision. Uh, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> I really don't. Because I really, really like that person. But yeah. that was a long time ago. I mean, you... If you were going to be together forever, mm-hmm. or not even forever, but you know, like had a family and then got divorced one day or something else, you know what I mean? Like it's still, but what we want, I think is different. It's not mm-hmm. like, but those are two things that like are totally counter to your end goal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if it's a serious disease that someone might die from, or they know they are, like I've had cancer three times, I'm in remission now, but I know that this is gonna come back at some point. Like I'm not going to live. Like, are you capable of getting pregnant? How much radiation and chemo have you had? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, are, and then if it's some kind of crazy genetic thing that they just are predisposed to these awful, you know, I have Huntington's disease, and so mm-hmm. I'm fine now, but I'm going to rapidly decline who knows when, and that's going to be this. Yeah. You know that your child is going to have to be tested for this, and it's like a one in whatever, pretty high chance that they're going to carry this on, and if not them, their kids. Yeah. 
I was reading no audiobook that I was listening to the other day. Uh, they were discussing a, a lot of this stuff actually, but uh, it was the the point, the spot that I kind of like stopped went shit. <laughs> it, they were talking about having kids in your forties. I'm like, God damn it. Because I've heard this numerous times, like once you get your forty, then you shouldn't have kids. Blah blah blah. And uh, but I've also heard that the only reason they say that is because of what they assume your physical health is going to be like in your forties. And the average person's health declines a lot in their forties. Mine is not declining. I'm in good health. And to me, and from what I've seen with other studies, that your health is more important than anything. Uh, and the age just kind of reflects that in general statistically uh but they were going through like oh if you, you know beyond 40 if uh the the mother is beyond 40 but the, the father isn't then these are the things that are going to come up and if the father is but the mother isn't then these are the, if they're both that then the percentages go way up and i'm like god damn it <laughs> well some of that is real and some of it is not your women that have kids older and they are now more than ever before women are waiting until they're in their late 30s and 40s mm-hmm. to have kids um a lot of those old things about like well you're risking your kids are going to have like this mental defect or these down syndrome things or these chromosomal things mm-hmm. a lot of that had to do with how many children they had already had right mm-hmm. so that wasn't their first child that was their fifth right it's like, <laughs> it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> but um, a woman only has so many eggs in their basket. You don't make more. You have as many as you have in the beginning. That's mm-hmm. it. So once... It's not like they're getting old and they're not going to work anymore (laughs) you know what i mean it has more to do with how many times you've carried a child and how many pregnancies it's been for you Mm -hmm. you know so maybe if you're gonna be like oh yeah we can have kids she already has seven and they were all very healthy but they were all like six years ago now she's 45 maybe your risk is greater Mm -hmm. let's say when they were going through it they're talking about you the age and then you know, if you smoke, like if the mother smokes, and then even if the, the father smokes, or if the mother or father drinks, specifically they were saying, if the father is like drunk during <laughs> sex, and that's what gets them pregnant, that too can is have Is this a doctor? Uh, this was, this was like within a year or two that this book came out, and uh, some sort of psychologist or doctor. Yeah, no, so you're, know. yeah. You're, you didn't create a new sperm while you were drinking, which is drunk. That's not how that works. <laughs> that, if you were drunk. A drunk sperm. No. Yeah. I mean, no. No. I don't. That is not. That's not how that works. I got to look that up. Cause that was a, it was a new. Do you know thing. how many people have gotten pregnant yeah, while that's they what, were drinking? <laughs> But I'm like looking around at society going, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think really. <laughs> but like my dad was in his 40s when he had me. And uh, I think my mom was mid-30s, late 30s, something like that. 
And from what I understand, my dad was massively drunk at the time. <laughs> so I'm like putting pieces together. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm fine. Maybe I have some serious issues that I don't see. And it's all from that. I don't know. But Yeah, no, that doesn't have anything to do with it. No. I mean, alcoholism is genetic to some degree. Mm-hmm. So maybe. But no. That, that's not how that works. <laughs> and even the mother, if she's wasted, face wasted, you know, the day that she gets pregnant, she's not actually conceiving for, you know, 24, 48 hours or something after that. And even that first week or whatever, it only really affects if you're dehydrated. So she's not even at risk of like fetal alcohol Mm. issues for like the whole first you know what I mean you're not it's not even a hmm. it does it doesn't that's not how that's not how so that you works can science can smoke at that time good enough well no you don't want to smoke <laughs> oh, okay. because that affects your circulation it affects your circulation and then you have circulation issues and then you your blood supply is bad then if she does get pregnant that's not gonna um It'd be an inhospitable environment for that mm. little blastocyst to turn into something real. <laughs> it's all up to Jesus, don't you know this? <laughs> Shit, it is Jesus. It all means nothing. <laughs> and all of those things don't matter if you pray afterwards and jump up and down. I didn't know you were going to get a science <laughs> lesson and a sermon during this. Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I did remember uh, one of the other things that popped in my mind, uh, and this too happened. Uh, somebody I dated again a number of years ago. Uh, I had I think it's on social media. Just saw she's with a girl now, and it, it seems pretty clear that like a relationship, not just a friend, uh, and. I, I kind of stopped and I went because it was a, it's a somewhat of a tough breakup because we really got along and it, it was just because of the kid thing that, that that's the only reason it didn't keep going and I'm like do I am I how do I feel about this <laughs> and like overall I'm like she looks happy so I guess I'm happy I like good for her like I didn't see it coming because she was pretty conservative and religious and in my mind that wouldn't be something that her group would be accepting of and that kind of worries me a little bit but again like I know her friends and her friends would have been totally fine with everything but it's just like family stuff but if you saw that an ex of yours suddenly started dating the other sex what would go through your mind? totally happened so I don't I don't really have it doesn't make a big difference to me it's the same as if then they got married to some Mm -hmm. girl or like did whatever else like if there was an issue when we were together and then it was like oh that's why because you didn't really like me mm-hmm. but the few times I've encountered stuff like that it's just because they would want to date a person it's not like I like tall guys it'd be like I like tall people 
You know what I mean? Like mm. they're they weren't attached to any kind of thing. Only once I was surprised and this guy was kind of a jerk and he was like, Well, but you're my only girlfriend and I don't see why we can't whatever and I was like, Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, like I'm in the monogamy <laughs> goes you know doesn't stop at gender roles you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's 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 you're the only person yeah, yeah. i should have been clear <laughs> about that i shouldn't have been like i'm the only girl for you i should have been like i'm the only person for you and he, he was super offended i'm sure to this day he thinks like what a jerk i am that i wasn't like you know more cool or whatever but i was just like no but it wasn't about like that it was some other dude or some whatever mm. else but I mean I I guess she doesn't have to have kids mm-hmm. it's, if I were you I'd be if I saw that they like adopted some baby I'd be pissed yeah, no shit <laughs> but <laughs> she's like oh Dan you still want to have kids because we would like to have a baby now and maybe you'd want to do this thing with us I'd be like no <laughs> burn uh, it I never, because I've dated people before that I thought, okay, it, I can see them dating the, the, another girl. Like, not a surprise. This one was a surprise. Like, I mm. didn't think there was any element of that there. Uh, and it, but it also makes me wonder, because I know the person she dated right before me, and part of the issues with us was this last guy, because he was very abusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, she like lost trust in all men, basically. And the only reason she even talked to me to begin with is because we knew each other in a different way. Uh, and she just learned to trust me. She's like, okay, I, I understand. Like, I, I'm, I feel safe with you, but uh, there's still issues there. And I'm gonna pull away at this time. I'm gonna hesitate here and there. There's some traumatic issues there. And so it makes me wonder if the, if that facilitated some of that going okay I don't want to be around guys anymore and well, what did you do you were like the last straw then yeah, you must have really <laughs> put the nail in the coffin we we very peacefully uh, separated just because it was the kid like that was mm-hmm. the only thing and, uh, it was tough but I still talk to her now and make an ask her I, yeah, I'd hope that she just met someone and was like I love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully that was the thing. Yeah. I, it, again, she looked really happy, so it, or Maybe it she was like, I'll never find anyone as good as you. <laughs> and you just only wanted a kid, so I'm, I've given up. That's what it is. That's totally <laughs> what it is. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so many landmines out there. I... I, oh, I do remember that they're coming back to me now. I've been watching, I love watching really bad dating reality shows. And they're all bad is what it comes down to. But the there's one that I just discovered called Love Island. Have you ever seen or heard of this one? Uh-uh. Uh, they take, I'll say like, six guys and six girls and just throw them on this island together in this little villa basically and right off the bat they have to couple up so the 
the six girls or however many it is, like they just stand there and then the guy comes out based off it just looks, goes, I want to be coupled up with this person. The guy gets yeah. the pick? Yeah. And then goes over and they, they'll ask, the, like the, the host will say, okay, any girls like interested in this guy, take a step forward. And some will step forward, some won't. Uh, and she's, the host like, it doesn't matter. It's up to the guy. And so they'll couple up. He'll go over here. If another guy comes in and wants the same girl, he'll kick that guy out and then couple up. And then that guy that's sitting out will come back and pick up whoever's left. Yeah, then who gets to be the last girl? <laughs> no shit. It, like, it's brutal because there's times where the guy comes out and he's, like, ripped and he thinks he's the the Casanova of the world. And the host is like, okay, step forward if you be interested in this guy like nobody steps forward <laughs> and but he's he like, still gets Shit. to pick one yeah he still gets to pick and it's not like they're stuck with this person it's just it's more like they're your partner for this thing and then you, you switch throughout the, the show uh, so you can recouple uh, throughout the show Swingers Island kinda and for the most part surprisingly at least they don't show it there's not like a lot of sex or anything going on it's just uh, they're sleeping in the same bed and they talk together they play games together and all this stuff and you're supposed to just find your partner that you would stay with after the show and the viewers get a vote on a lot of stuff and one of it is at the very end who is the best couple and they win like $100,000 but it's $100,000 for one person and that one person gets to decide do I split this with the person I'm with or do I take the money (laughs) by myself like there's always there's that little switch at the end there. I've I've only seen one all the way through, and there's a handful of seasons, uh, both in America and the UK version, and it's it's interesting because these are all twenty something year olds, and some are like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and so wait, so mm-hmm. we're just watching <laughs> who is the biggest faker. <laughs> yep. At like well well donnie you are the player of the year like you've convinced this girl (laughs) that you are so great and you're the best boyfriend ever and she gave you half the money but you were just playing this game Mm -hmm. it could go that way don't know they 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 act like it's they found the their soulmate sometimes and then like a new girl come into the the villa and well that one's my new soulmate (laughs) I'm dumping this girl, going with this one over here, and same thing. Guy will come in, and this girl that's all about the one guy, it's like, oh, I kind of like this guy over here. And they're like constantly jumping back and forth. And it it goes back to what we were talking about in the last podcast, where I mentioned and asked, do you think you just fall in love, or do you create love type of thing? And I'm, I'm watching this, and I feel like I'm proven right over and over because <laughs> you see these guys that think they just magically going to fall in love and that the right person is going to be there but then a new person comes in they magically fall in love with that person then that person and that person and whereas the, the people that are like I'm just choosing to be with this person they stay together the whole time and just work on it and it works and but it's just it's funny because they're 20 year olds nobody's over the age of like 27 right and because we don't want to watch them on a, no. in a villa in a bathing suit. And they say such dumb things. <laughs> well, I guess I mean, I, you you have to like somebody enough to want to stay with yeah. them to work on it, right? Mm-hmm. But 
that's a special situation. Because you, what is it, like, uh, uh, I can't think of what it is. Like, your location is helps with familiarity or whatever like people don't fall in love with someone that lives in uh, colorado yeah. mm-hmm. you are more likely to fall in love with someone that lives in y- your neighborhood because you are around them you know it's just like f- the opposite of that familiarity breeds contempt thing whatever yeah. that means and it's like so in shows and stuff like that it's like all accelerated and whatever else because it's like you have nothing else to do but Mm -hmm. think about dating and here's all the hot people that have things in common with you and you look at all of them all day long like uh, you know it's and they mention that sometimes on the show like oh I live in California and oh I live on the east coast like well we're not gonna (laughs) stay together it's like like, I'll move or you'll move and like, I, I'm no, just laughing at these people. I'm like, this isn't going to work out. Like, it, it, there was one. It's on the the current season uh, that's going on. Early on, the the guy chose the girl, uh, and he was all in, but she was like iffy about it. Like, maybe I, I guess. And that's the way like that partnership went for a little while, and then like he had kissed another girl. And she kind of got jealous. Well, it sounds like he's all in if yeah. he was making out with someone else. And sometimes it's the game. That's like that's what they always do. Any game, it's like go kiss this girl. Like so, they have to kiss. It's just it's kind of ridiculous and uh, really screwed up. But so she got like jealous, and then now she is like all in on the guy, even though he's kissing the other girls. And it's like she just got tricked into liking this guy. Is what it looked like, and it's so fascinating to me as dumb as some of these people are like the word like if you're doing a drinking game and every time someone says like you'd be drunk within 10 seconds of that show mm. it's like I'm like like and then this thing like um like you know like like and then like she did this and like did that I'm like oh my god I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> I can handle like I'm having a problem right now with the phrase you know you know you know yeah you tell me something and then in the middle of the story it's like and i was doing this whatever blah 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 you know (laughs) and if i don't respond with like an affirmative or like give some kind of thing they're like waiting (laughs) i don't know (laughs) so no, no, I mean, like, what What do you mean do I know? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know until you finish telling me. Am I still <laughs> listening? Are you just trying to make sure I'm still listening to you? Because I am. Maybe if your story or your spiel is so long that you have to take pauses in between mm-hmm. to say, you know, to make sure I'm still paying attention, your story's too freaking long. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a, uh, what do they call that? Not a crutch, but a tick. I, because I, ever since writing my book and talking to the editor about ticks, shameless book plug. <laughs> okay. And I've been like listening and hearing myself on things I say, as well as podcast and radio and whatever else and TV shows, and I, I'm picking up on these things, and it's starting to annoy 
me about me and other people. The word like or you know that was one that was on the show too. The guy's like you know and like they like you know you know like you know it's like over and over. That's a twenty something. Yeah. To say. For me, I found there's when I write and I think when I talk too, but there's another one that's overwhelming me <laughs> with the way I talk. But writing words so like I'll have a sentence and go so that means that the blah blah blah. Like, it fits in, like, a sentence, but when it's in every sentence, it's obviously a tick. And I, I got that pointed out to me, and I'm like, oh, my God, that I didn't see that. And so I, I recognize that now in my writing. I start taking those out. And sometimes it's hard. I'm like, it really needs a so right here. <laughs> it connects the sentence. But word like, with videos, I, I was editing a video before it came over, I say... And I hear myself do this in class a lot. The word, all right. I'll start a class. And, all right, let's uh, get started on this over here. Blah, blah, blah. All, all right. right. You're good to go. All right, have, have, have a good one. <laughs> and every time it comes out of my mouth, I want to punch myself. I'm like, damn it. It's, I don't want to keep saying that. I just, what word or sentence can I replace this with? Because I can't just stop it. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating, but I'm seeing it on these shows and it's now that I know it and see it it is just punching me in the face every time I hear it both myself and other people and it, I'm finding the word like and I say that myself I find even in this conversation I, like every time I say like I'm like damn it and you know alright and so those are the big ones <laughs> sneeze it out <laughs> oh, excuse me Oh, bless it. Um, well, now I have something else to be nervous about. I'm not sure what I say too much of. Everyone's got to have something. It's so hard to get through a conversation as adult without having those filler words. It seems too robotic if you take them all out. I say well and probably a lot. Well, probably. Well, well. <laughs> or some variation of that. Because if you just replace all right or so with something else, like therefore or because, it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it triggers the same. Hmm. Some of them you can just completely get rid of the word and it's fine. And But because that's what I noticed when, when I went through editing those chapters I just I took the word so out 90% of the time and sometimes I'm like I, it really needs a so and kept it in there but most of them I could take it out and it was fine it just it felt robotic like too manual <laughs> like you're reading the manual this and then that and this versus oh this is great because of that like it, it's very strange to me I think we kind of need those things in. It's just when it's overwhelming and you recognize it and someone like on that show is going like, 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 uh, like, and like, like, um, you know, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's like, shut them up. <laughs> we all say like a lot because that's just oh, yeah. part of our speech pattern. Mm -hmm. But when you say like four or five times in your sentence, it... It reminds me of like 1990s, like, 
like just like okay yeah. whatever like, like oh my god yes that valley girl yes exactly valley girl i was trying to think of that the name of that mm, clueless clueless yeah. yes it's a great show all of those 10 things i hate about you all of the young adult movies yeah you see those people on that tv show a lot that style of I hate to call them dumb. Some of them aren't dumb. They're just very um, blissful and somewhat ignorant and, uh, what's the word? Naive. Naive, I think, is the, naive is the best word I can I, I can give. They're not dumb. They're just very naive about life right now. Because it's the same stuff I said when I was in my early 20s. Like, I see that. Go, yeah, I, I said the same stuff. <laughs> You're turning into one of those people where we sit back and go, Oh, those kids don't know what they're in for. I remember when I was dumb, full of hope <laughs> yeah. and promise of a new day and a bright future. Yeah. Ha ha ha! <laughs> it's so interesting the, those shows, though. It, I can't. I I can't watch. It seems so unrealistic mm-hmm. to me. And so I don't get anything out of it, really. And it's not really entertaining because I'm annoyed. But um, even if I wanted to, like, take some kind of dating thing from it or what kind of things people do and what guys say to their friends or when mm-hmm. they talk about how people act or, like, those little things, like, the dating things you see and then the girls are like, well, what did you think about this? You're like, well, he did that. And I was like, ew, and, like, this. You could watch that and you'd be like, oh, I do that. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's a thing. But it's so unrealistic. It yeah. just really is. Especially for me because I can't just say, oh, this was a wonderful day doing this. So we just spent the whole weekend. Like, I have to go home. I have a job. Like, I don't, you know. Oh, we wanted to be spontaneous, so I took her skydiving. Like, do you have thousands of dollars? Are you trying to take your dates on an extravagant thing every other time? Because NBC's not paying for your date, so. Yeah, and that part's frustrating, because I think people see that and expect that's what it's supposed to be. And I've had issues with that, more not so much now, but in the past, where I just couldn't afford to pick up and go on a vacation somewhere or go buy this thing or do this thing and I can tell they're out they're just like well I like you but you it's not fun when you don't pay for everything and take mm-hmm. me places and buy me things and I, like, I don't know what to tell you like <laughs> yeah when you see in the thing it's like I love traveling and doing this and that and blah 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 I'm like well where are you traveling to because I could go to like Southport. Like, I'm gonna like, yeah. who, who's doing all this traveling? Who's paying for this? <laughs> the best ones are, you see. Do you want to take me with you? Like, I'm cool for like a weekend sometimes, yeah. but. I'll see on dating apps that like love to travel, love like the finer things in life and doing this and doing that, skydiving, and they're unemployed or they're a waitress. Something that there's no way they could afford to do this. I'm thinking. So you're trying to find someone that can buy you all these things is what it comes down to. Is that what you're saying? I just want to say that there are some waitresses out there who are making a lot more money than I am. And 
if I didn't have any kids or responsibilities, I would take like five different part-time jobs at these restaurants around town. They are offering like thousands of dollars to start. Mm. And if you have your vaccine card, you get like $1,500 bonus (laughs) because the government pays for the thing for them to give them this stuff. (laughs) They had to raise all the wages. They're getting really good tips. I mean, there's some... You could just be like, I work on the weekends at blank, whatever, you know, place. Mm -hmm. And that's like my month that they made in like two weekends. So they have like lots of free time and some other stuff, but you also need to be like in your 20s and pretty happy personality and like people, but they are raking it in right now. Yeah, I, I never got into any of that. I only worked in one restaurant, and that was behind the scenes. I was a dishwasher. That was my first job. I was like 16. Yeah, I never did that either. But never, I I just never wanted to do like waiter type stuff. Like maybe a cook or something. But I just didn't want to deal with the people and have to smile at them. And go, yeah, yeah, this. It's great. I think we cracked the code. <laughs> I think we cracked the code of why we are not successful in this. We don't really like people. <laughs> Shit, you're right. <laughs> I don't know why it took this long. <laughs> I was talking to somebody. The we other... just don't like people <laughs> in general. We don't have to want to be around a bunch of people or talk to them <laughs> or deal with them. And then wonder, why am I alone? <laughs> I was I told somebody that I was looking to redo my second guest bedroom into a library. And then like, so you have too much house is what you're saying. Like, yeah, kind of. And like, why don't you just get a, a uh, roommate? Ah. And I'm like, I don't want to be around people that long. <laughs> I'm like, crap. <laughs> That's kind of telling. Like certain people, I, I will. It's just... You know, mornings and certain times of the day, I just want to be alone. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's all right, but not in the mornings or certain hours in the daytime or at night when I'm relaxing or on the weekends. Or like, I could have a roommate that was here when I was at work. Yeah, that'd be great. But if they Maybe could just rent for that. <laughs> not touch the thermostat or make a mess or anything, then that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that that was something that came up. Uh, in, in the past, but this last attempt at dating, uh, I like it 67 in the house when I'm sleeping. 64. <laughs> <laughs> and she liked it like 74. That's a little excessive. And like I was, we were trying to compromise. And so at her place, she'd take it down to I think 72, uh, but we turned on the fan. Oh. For the most part, I was fine. Like it wasn't comfortable, but enough that I could probably fall asleep. And then here, I, I moved up to like sixty-eight once, and then sixty-nine. I was trying to get close to seventy, so we can kind of get to that seventy mark for both of us. And I just couldn't sleep, especially upstairs in my house. It's so damn hot, and I'm just flop sweat. And I know she wanted to like cuddle and be close, and I'm like, I I'm dying. Like, if we put it at 64, we can do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Even at 67, there's going to be a time where I'm just 
sweating being next to somebody. Like, how do I deal with this? I didn't figure it out. No, there isn't. <laughs> you suffer. I have had those issues in the past, but I don't live alone. You know, I have all the kids. And two of my kids are very hot all the time. So, I guess my my sort of statement there was like, you can always put on more clothes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, if we have to, someone has to compromise here, we'll just keep it colder. And whoever is cold can just put on more clothes. Yeah. And I don't mind sleeping when it's colder because you can, then you get a blanket. Yeah. And then you're cozy, right? But... Yeah, I would say just put on. As I, I mean, I tell my daughter all the time, she's like, "I'm freezing, I'm freezing." I'm like, "I know." Just we put socks on. You don't have to walk around in the house in your bathing suit. You know what I mean? Like it's because mm-hmm. they can't take off more clothes. Yeah. You. And and that's always been my thought is it's easier to warm yourself up than mm-hmm. it is to cool yourself down. So I think having the AC lower is better. I've got blankets. I could put on a sweater, whatever. It's fine. It I for me, it's I can't breathe when it's so damn hot. And you can have a tantrum. You could just be like, "If you love me, you would buy a pair of socks." <laughs> I told you. So it's uh, heat index a hundred and something today. Hundred and seven. Actual temperature is like what? Ninety. Yeah, it looks like it's ninety one. Mm-hmm. So, I think they said our heat index yesterday was like 110. So, maybe 170 to... 107, not 170. So, it's 107 <laughs> degrees outside. And I was late, because I'm always late, because I had to go home and take a shower, because it was melting. It was gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to get in the car to come over here, and it is 107 degrees. And I texted you, and I was like, okay, I'm leaving now. And then I stopped, and I went back in the house, and I got a sweater. <laughs> because I knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm hot. It's hot. It's so hot. It's miserable. You can't hardly breathe. I need water. And then I thought to myself, but you're going to walk in there, and it's going to be way cold. Like, the difference in temperature from outside to in here, you're going to be like, whoa, it's cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> take a sweater. So I think it's not out of the question to ask a girl that's going to date you to just maybe keep a pair of socks here, (laughs) right? You can get her some fancy flannel, fuzzy pajama pants and something nice and she'll be fine. Yeah, it didn't work out. (laughs) I don't know if it had anything to do with that. I still don't understand that one, but yeah. No, I'm not sure why any of these things don't work out. Honestly, I think there must be some kind of database where after someone's with you for a certain period of time, there's someone out there that just hates your guts Mm -hmm. and they get in contact with them and they say, you need to end it. (laughs) That's what I've assumed. Right. They're threatening to kill them and their family if they keep dating me. Something CIA is involved. At some point, you lost a few years of your life. You were hooked up with the CIA. They did a program, and now anytime anyone gets too close, 
they have to come in and like, you know, thwart that because it could trigger something and then you'd be mm. reactivated and turn into like the, uh, you know, super assassin assassin machine. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. It makes a lot more sense. It than does. <laughs> the, uh, you're the greatest ever. I have no feelings for you. Goodbye. Yes. We were in love, and then I was this. I just don't get it. They did things to you <laughs> genetically, and so anytime it, it's, you might want to uh, procreate, they have to be like, stop the line. It stops with him. We can't have any more. Yeah, I was looking up, uh, because it's, it, I'm going to be 41 here soon, and I really want to have kids, and there's just not a lot of options coming up, and it's getting very frustrating. I'm like, how how can I go about having kids when nobody is willing? Do you want to be alone and have a child? And that's what I'm having to deal with right now because I I found a website. I think it's called like co-parenting or something, where you can have a kid with another person that is in the same position as you are, that you're just just having a kid together not not living together maybe on opposite sides of the the country but having a kid together just for the sake of having a child and not having to do you know genetics stuff and having to go to the doctor for in vitro type things or find surrogates like just connecting that way and i'm really tempted to sign up and go that route and like i keep holding off going Maybe this person that's talking to me, this one's going to be the one. And it, I've been saying that for like 20 years, and it's never been the one. And that, that's where I'm at right now. It's it's frustrating. but You do have the room here to have a surrogate that was maybe a college girl or someone that needed... You know what I mean? Like, well, you can live here. And I pay for all your food and I do all your stuff and you live here and have the baby, you know. Mm. But, would, but then you'd have to live with them. <laughs> like that, If it was my child, that yeah, no problem. Yeah, so I mean a surrogate, not like an adoption mm. thing. Not like I'm buying your baby, you can stay in my house like that. But like, you know... <laughs> Um, <laughs> just go around to pregnant people. Uh, are you attached to that baby? <laughs> Can I buy it from you? <laughs> I noticed that you are not married. It's like, oh, sorry, you're not pregnant. You're just a little overweight. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I hate to do stuff like that. It's like that whole thing. We say like. Then I, you'd sign up, you do this thing, you're like, I'm having this baby, we're doing this, and then you meet the perfect person, and they're like, you did what? <laughs> you have someone pregnant in Arkansas that yeah. you're gonna, what did you do now? <laughs> like, what? Explain that to me again. They're your co-parent, you were not in a relationship with them, but you didn't use in vitro. Oh, like, mm. <laughs> it It does, that's... They'd call me. They'd be like, uh, I met this guy. He's really great. But this weird thing he told me. Like, what do you think about that? It's I, I see people on dating apps that they just had a kid or they're pregnant and booking a date. And I'm like, damn, 
Like, <laughs> that's a tough one to deal with. I don't think that I... I would tell my sons, do not date someone who is pregnant. You do not want to get attached to this person. Mm. And then who knows what's going to happen. And emotionally, even the moms are going to be all over. And once that baby's born, who knows what will happen with the father of it. Like, all those kinds of things are just too... And you would be so invested. Mm -hmm. Like, you just can't. That's uh, a friend of mine went through that. He started dating someone that was pregnant, and she had the kid, and he helped raise it. He was the father, basically. Uh, not biologically, but he was the father. That's yeah. the only father that kid knows, because the biological one is gone, not, not a part of it. And they were very happy together for like three, four, five years, something like that. And then out of nowhere, she just dumped him left. And his first thought when uh, obviously he he was in love with her but uh they had they did have some frustrations but uh he he's like what about my kid she's like you don't you're not a his biological father you have no legal rights to see him and luckily he does get to have him a few times a a week and they've worked that out but there's still nothing legal there. And if she gets pissed at him, there's nothing he can do. And he's constantly worried about that. And now she just got remarried. Like, they, <laughs> it was like a month after she dumped him that she found this new guy, got pregnant, got married. And because he was wanting a kid with her, the commitment, all this stuff. And she just, it, I felt so bad for him. Like, she basically used him is what it seemed like. I don't think that's really what it was, but from the outside looking in, it's like mm-hmm. she used him to, to be a father and to get be her, there. Get her life together. Yeah. And once she got her life together, new guy. <laughs> so that, that's got to be, uh, it, it's devastating. But luckily right now, he still gets to see the kid on a regular basis. Yeah. But you never know what could happen. That would be terrible. Yeah. My brother, my youngest brother, he died last year, like last week last year. Mm -hmm. And he and his fiance, she had a son. And he was not my brother's son. But was. Mm -hmm. Like, because he'd been there his whole life. That was his stepdad you know what I mean he has another dad but you know mm-hmm. he was with my brother Alan every day Alan's one that took him to daycare and picked him up because he lived with the mom you know mm-hmm. he saw his actual biological father on the weekends or every other weekend or something yeah so Alan and Brooke they both died in the car accident they my mom still gets to see Jensen and in the beginning, they weren't, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it's like, well, that he goes and lives with his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, because he has a dad and he goes and lives with his dad. Uh, who are you? Your stepdad's mom? Like, you're not anything, you know? But after a while, I think with other family involvement and people, like, what's best for the kid? Mm-hmm. You know? So now my mom gets to see him. She got to go to his birthday party. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like... That's not her grandson. Yeah. But it is. 
Mm-hmm. And that kid has no idea. You know, they don't know. Yeah. You lost your mom and your, you know. Well, he has his daddy and then he called Alan dad. And then his daddy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like he lost his grandma and his daddy and his mommy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's harsh. So hopefully that girl, I mean, she would know. Kids like bond and imprint when they're that mm-hmm. little. Those people are important to them. Yeah, and the, and the kids like I think six or seven now. So I think at this point, if something like she would pull him away, he would be really upset and start saying something. Well, hopefully her new husband would understand and be like, "This is great. Of course, we want him to be able mm-hmm. to go do something with some other person. Yeah. We have a baby. Ugh, you know, <laughs> we're busy." Yeah. But that goes right back to the thing in the beginning about what if someone were, you knew they were going to die. Mm-hmm. You knew that something bad was going to happen. It's devastating when kids lose someone, especially when they're young. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't go into it knowing that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, oh, you have yeah, maybe 10 years to live probably five you know like you have this time frame of life and you're like okay well let's get married and have a child well you'll be gone mm-hmm. we have done this terrible thing to this kid now <laughs> there was um and i don't want to give too many details because it someone i know but actually i've asked her to come on to the, the podcast before because uh, she has an interesting story that kind of relates and uh Basically, someone that she was with and in a uh, long-term relationship with, uh, he ended up getting sick, and uh, it was at first they didn't think it was terminal, but essentially it became terminal, and he, he ended up passing away. But he got sick because he was cheating. Hmm. And she didn't mention all that until much later after he passed away. Because uh, I, di- I didn't know about that. Uh, I don't think anybody did but then. And, but she chose to stay with him and even get married before he passed away. And so it was, it was interesting. It's, like, it's one of those things like, shit, what would I do in that position? Because that's devastating that that person cheated. It's also devastating that they're going to die like that was their punishment for doing this do you stay with them or do you make it even worse by leaving uh, he's gonna die regardless he did her dirty mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah, be his wife and get his insurance and his whatever. Like, <laughs> like, okay, fine, Doug, I'll stay with you. Or you're very, very sorry. And I guess since you're going to actually die, you don't need me to punish you by, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'll stay with you, but you're going to have to marry me so that I get the house <laughs> and the life insurance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I can see why she... I mean, he got his punishment, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. just forgiving him and staying because you're like a good person. Yeah, I'd have married him, too. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, OK, but we're getting married because I'm not just going to stay with you and have no say so because that makes her his next of kin. She could, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. like what if you did all that and stayed with someone while they were dying and then something happened and their 
brother swooped in and was like, no, you have to unplug him. Or no, we're not signing up for kidney transplant or something else, you know. Yeah. I'm guessing he ended up with like hepatitis or something like that, which killed him, but, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you off the uh, podcast more, but. I'm just guessing because, I mean, there's like medical issues and then Mm -hmm. you have someone has to decide things, Mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, I'd have married him. Yeah, that was a. Now, if it was you, I would say no, because they have nothing to offer you at that point. Yeah. But if it was me, I'd be like, yes, take it house. (laughs) It was a rough situation. Like I was, because I knew them both. Mm-hmm. I, I liked them both, and uh, to me, it was a shock that that went down that way. I never would have guessed that, but uh, it, I, like, I'm crap. That's another one of those things. Like, I don't know what I would do. I like I like thinking about those things when they come up. Like, what would I do in that situation? And damn, I could never come up with come up with good answers. Of oh yeah, I I do this. I would do that. It's like. No, don't let to, this happen. You have to ask my mom. Next time you have one of those thoughts about, what would I do if that happened to me? And my mom would say, well, I wouldn't be in that situation. You know, eh. see, well, what had happened was, no, you don't put yourself in that situation. I don't have to worry about that because I wouldn't do that. I'm like, okay. Or what else would she say? Um, love the sin or hate the sin. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. So, what did we learn today? You can uh, get someone to co-parent with you in Colorado. You know. You. Unless they're gonna have an illness, it's gonna take them away. <laughs> right. Don't. If you have an STI and we break up with you, no hard feelings. Probably we're alone because we don't actually like human beings. (laughs) But I'm not convinced on that, so we'll have to revisit it. And I'm an underground assassin for the FBI. Yes. And I don't even know it. (laughs) Your real life may be the plot from American Ultra. (laughs) Never saw it. You're not missing much. (laughs) You can say that about most movies. Didn't see it, not missing it. It has the guy that's in all the zombie movies and also the girl <laughs> that was... have seen any zombie movies. <laughs> yes, you have with Woody Harrelson in it. Oh, uh, yeah, I did have, I have yeah, seen that Yeah, same one. you had. And also the girl that was in love with the sparkly vampire and the werewolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know those. what I'm talking about. Yeah, those Twilight or whatever movies. Yes. The sparkly vampire was also in the Harry Potter movies. Did you see those? I think I saw one or two of them. It was on in the room when I was there. <laughs> Didn't You're like so lying. I know. <laughs> He's got a poster in the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Later. <laughs>